What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Sweat Local podcast brought to you by Movement Strength. My name is Isaac, and today I am joined by probably, like if you Google it, it's true, the nicest person in the world, Erica. She is a wife, a mother, and the owner of EK Vitality. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. That was very generous. No, no, no. See? The fact that you're so nice, that is what <laughs> someone so nice would say. Uh, so today we're going to keep it pretty light. And um, really all I wanted to talk to, to Erica about was just her her journey and through fitness, um, what sort of drove her to start EK Vitality. And then of course, as a, uh, a smaller studio, studio like us, what she's doing through these interesting times with Corona or COVID-19 or whatever we want to call it. So Erica, the first thing I want to talk about is just let me know a little bit about you and just your your fitness background. What sort of brought you into this interest of fitness in your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I grew up loving sports. I played travel soccer growing up and just got involved with many different things in schools, like grade school, high school sports. Um, unfortunately, when I was 17, I tore my ACL. Uh, in my left leg. So that kind of hindered my soccer playing a little bit. And then I did it again uh, a few (laughs) years ago. Yeah. Same same, leg, same sport, you know, nice. You learned your lesson. I did. Now I'm not playing anymore, but I, so I wanted to find obviously like an alternative to playing soccer. So that kind of led me to just working out in general. And I went to school for kinesiology. So obviously just continued that love of like human movement and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do after university so I kind of looked into training and started working at the athletic club now called Movadi in (laughs) south end of London and I I loved it working with people was just I was in my element and helping people make changes in their life was is the best it's like the absolute best and so then I, what I ended up doing was I went away and traveled to Australia for 10 months. And when I came back, that's when I decided to start my business. I was inspired by one of my friends, Jenna, who was doing some in-home training. Okay. Yeah. And so that's how that all started. And I actually, before I left for Australia, I had met my now husband, Kyle, and we stayed together. And then when I was starting the business, I had like taken this fitness business course and they yeah. had encouraged group training and I had no idea how I was going to go about it but I knew that it was kind of going on in Glencoe or they had at least had somebody that had done it before and I didn't really know if they were continuing it so then I just I put this little like Facebook post ad thing out and I had 28 ladies sign oh up oh my gosh my first I know I was my, you should have seen my eyes. They were like bugging out of my head. Say, that's not, that's not normal. Even nowadays. That's great. No, no. And it's how many just, years ago was this? This was, it was four years ago in September. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be five this coming September. And I mean, from there it was like, Oh, well, I think that maybe this could happen. So then I just, I was driving in from London and doing my group training and slowly but surely like I built it up and I (laughs) would rent out spaces at the high school and public school gymnasium and we would do it 
we did it all over Glencoe. Yeah. It was, it's crazy. So people would bring their, their dumbbells and their mats and we would do it outside and they'd just follow me around and it's awesome. <laughs> it That's was awesome. awesome. So yeah. So I did that for four years. And when, um, when I just like, once it started to gain some traction, that's when like, I kind of looked at Kyle and was like, I could really see this being a thing. And I think that I would be happy to move to Glencoe and build a life there. So yeah. So then we actually, I got uh, pregnant last year and when that happened, it was like, okay, we can't, I can't yeah. keep lugging dumbbells <laughs> in the back of my vehicle. This when isn't going to work. Have a child. No, no, no. And so that's when we decided that we we're going to open a studio. So yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is awesome. I want to, I want to dissect this story a little bit. Cause like <laughs> okay. you, you gloss over it. Like it's nothing. I'm like, what you lugged equipment around for four years to all these different places. Yeah. Um, when you were at the athletic club, were you a mm -hmm. personal trainer or did you do work front desk membership sales? Like what was that? I was personal trainer and okay. I was really lucky at the time when I started training there, a lot of the senior trainers or just the seniors and sorry, the trainers in general, they had really full schedules. So a lot of the new clients that came in, I was lucky enough to, to work with them and kind of built my clientele from there. And so yeah. Yeah. I work as a personal trainer there. So how many clients, like what was the most clients you had at, at a given time? Was it like, were you actually fairly busy at the time? Once I built it up more, it was, yeah, I was probably like working 25 oh, wow. plus hours a week, which as a trainer, like I know that it's not 40 hours, like a typical but still, work week, it's but it's different. It's a, yeah. 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 It's a lot of, uh, a lot of mental, physical work right yeah yes yes yeah. psychological work for sure yes uh, yeah what would you say is like one of like the biggest sort of lessons you learned from more of like this global gym um personal training experience because i think a lot of people well a lot of people that live like in this group training realm or this more boutique fitness realm we don't necessarily always give a lot of credit to the big gyms but there's like a lot of goods like they've been in business for a long time and mm -hmm. there's a reason for it so i'm just interested to see like was there some really big takeaways that you got from that experience uh, well being that it was my first training experience i just I think the whole thing, like, obviously, um, I, I really, really liked the people that I worked with and mm. I was lucky that I had some incredible mentors working there, but I, I'm trying to think working one-on-one -on -one is, it is, hmm. That's a great question, Isaac. It's, yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry for tossing out here. I'm like, I'm not going to ask you any difficult questions, Erica. Yeah. But no, it's the, the reason I ask is because I know um, my experience with personal training or one-on-one -on -one isn't mm -hmm. very vast. Like I've done individual training where I'll, I'll write people's program and nutrition, but right. I find training one-on-one -on -one with someone is really difficult because like you're giving them everything like you have to 100% focus and like I don't like awkward pauses and silence yeah and like you have to be okay with that with personal training so yeah. I'm just I'm curious like if you if you really enjoyed that experience or was it more of like this is I don't know if I can make a career out of personal training right so 
I'm so happy that you um, commented on that because now it's like starting to come to me. Yeah, you really do give all of yourself. You almost feel like you're a therapist in a way. 100%. Yeah. And not only do you have to be okay with those pauses and the silences, but you have to be okay with asking hard questions and kind of holding the mirror to those people. Yes. And that's challenging too, because sometimes when you're, you're like people, I think that sometimes people forget that we're also people, that we're like, we're not robots. You know, like there, I do miss a workout. I love my mini eggs. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's challenging. Like I have my challenges too. And so when you're holding the mirror to somebody else, you're also like looking at yourself. Right. And, and so that is, that's a huge learning lesson, I guess. And another thing that was always very interesting to me is because is we would have like our client appreciation night or whatever. So all your clients come together and you don't realize at the time how different you are with every single person. So you're like, yeah, oh my gosh, not that you're changing your personality, but obviously you have to cater a little bit to who you're working with and, you know, being a little bit more soft-spoken and encouraging is going to work better for one person. And then being, having a little bit more tough love is going to work better for another person. And yeah. So then when we'd all come together, it was like, which Erica do I have to put on display right now? Right. So, um, but I think always being true to yourself and teaching from the best place is, is the most important. Well, um, I, I, go ahead. No, no, no. It's all you. Um, I, because knowing also like what you're making financially that was another reason why I don't think that for me Mm. it was like I want to make a career out of this Mm -hmm. and logistically like if a client cancels then you're out of like that hour of training where group training is so different like not only can you potentially make more but it's not as expensive for the client and if they miss out then like they understand that you have the whole other group that you have to continue to teach and so it's not as yeah. And then you're not missing out as much financially that way. Yeah. We talk a lot about personal training, especially like Luke, myself and Will, um, Mm -hmm. where, you know, it is like the ultimate form of accountability, but the thing that is sometimes difficult is you'll see a lot of personal training clients that will be personal training clients forever. Cause it's almost like they're not learning how to fish. We're just giving them fish. We're writing their program all the time. We're telling them what to eat. Right. Where they're just like, I'm so dependent on Erica or on Isaac that like they don't venture off and do their own thing. So that's what we love about more of like a, you know, still a personalized program or a group training program, Mm -hmm. but like allows people to sort of test some things out on their own. So it can become like a lifestyle, a lifestyle, not just like, workout that we're going to do today. Absolutely. And I think too, I got, this was a piece of advice that I did get from one of the trainers at the um, gym was that if you teach people and you're giving them the tools for them to succeed on their own, then you will get more referrals than you will ever make from them just being a lifelong client. And I thought that that was, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And And you do, you don't want people to need you because then when you go away and travel or you have a baby, then, you know, as much as personal training and coaching is part of my identity and I like, 
there's a small part of me that like loves that they they love me and that they want me to be their trainer. It's and, bigger you know, than a small me. part. It's bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, my ego is is still it's <laughs> it's intact and you want them to need you to a certain degree, but then there's also that selfless part of you that's like, no, like I want you to be able to stand on your own two feet and succeed because you can do that and you know how to do that. So Yeah. I yeah. I don't want to jump around, but you brought something up that like we, we just talked about a few, a few months ago, which is, um, around referrals mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you, you can provide the best experience in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And like your, your customers may love you, but I think more often than not where a lot of studios, smaller studios will drop the ball is actually not asking for referrals. We're always mm -hmm. waiting for people to be like, yes. yeah, hey, I have a friend. Whereas if you were to just go to a client that really trusts you and say, mm -hmm. you know, hey, Sally, I know you've seen like really amazing results here at EK Vitality or Movement Strength or whatever it is. Um, do you have any other friends that you think I can help achieve a goal that you've achieved? And like everyone's going to be like, absolutely. I have my sister, my mom, my dad, my brother, whatever. But like, we just yes. don't ask the question. I don't know if maybe you're, you're better at that or you struggle at that too. But like, even to this day, we're getting better, but like, yes. we, just, we don't ask it enough. I would agree with that. I don't think I've ever actively been, you know, taken my clients aside and been like, do you have anybody that you yeah. know would be interested? Well, I feel like I've maybe generally said that, but I also feel because I'm in a small town, there's in Glencoe, it's 2,200 people. And just, I mean, I'm lucky too, because of all like the surrounding little towns that are around here, people are used to driving like 20 plus minutes to get somewhere. So I do have clientele from Newberry and, and Elvinston, Wardsville, all these little towns. But this whole thing is that because there's not a lot of options for fitness studios or any type of fitness at all, then a lot of people are just asking generally. Yeah. So I have pretty much, thankfully, like I am so grateful for this, built my whole membership base on referrals. Mm -hmm. So I should get better at asking them for them because maybe it'd be even bigger. <laughs> it's, but do you know what though? It's tough. It's because I think, you know, there's this preconceived notion that we feel like we're becoming this salesperson if we ask for yeah. a, a referral. But I mean, if like we've changed someone's life and that feels mm -hmm. good, mm -hmm. like we're not necessarily asking to like get more money in our business. We're asking because a lot of us are driven to help people. You don't become a gym owner or a personal trainer to make millions of dollars. You do right. it because you actually want to have, you know, the ability to change someone's life. You're right. You're a hundred percent right about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, 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 very, I, it's very I bring true. it up because yeah, we had the same, like it was, I think me and Will were talking about it with some of Will's personal training clients. I mean, if you ever asked your personal training clients for a referral, he's like, no, I don't think I have. And I'm like, dude, I haven't even thought of the, 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 the question of asking one of our, our members for referrals. So it yeah. was a pretty big aha moment for us. Absolutely. I think for me too, it's that I'm just so grateful that I have this business and yes. it has been what it has been in my life. I, like it's as much as I would, I would hope that I'm making huge changes in other people's lives and helping them make their own changes. It has just been like transformational for myself to move into a small town as 
I don't even know how old I was, let's say three years ago. So like 29 years old and have this group of people that are accepting and that really are supportive and want to be around you. Like that is not an easy thing all the time. So I just felt, feel so lucky. So I think for myself, when it comes to referrals, I almost feel like I will owe them something then. And I need to have this like referral program in place. So yeah. yeah, I, I think that's where I have been reluctant to ask directly for referrals. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. Mm -hmm. It's tough. So when we think about your transition, I know you went to Australia, which I'm jealous about. That sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's another podcast (laughs) entirely. But uh, so how, like, what, like what made you put out a link on Facebook where you're like, Hey, just wondering if anyone wants to try this group class. Like what, what was like there, there must've been this moment that caused that to happen. Yeah. So thinking back, I don't know if I can think about like the exact moment, but I know that. So growing up, my dad was part owner of a business. And when I played travel soccer, he was able to make all of my games because Mm. he ran the business and we spent a lot of time in the car, just the two of us. And I, like, I have a great relationship with my mom as well, but you know, I, I know that I was really lucky as a teenage girl to have that relationship with my dad. And yeah. that made a world of difference. Like, I, I mean, I don't know the financial position that my parents are in, but the time was, that is like what I wanted to make sure that I have for my children. And now I have a child and yeah. So I knew that if building this business, that if I did not put myself out there and, you know, make those hard decisions and do a lot of the behind the scenes, like groundwork, that things were not going to be the way that I had them when I was a teenager. So if that was the advice that I was given and it was from a reliable source, then I'm like, okay. You need to swallow your pride about like being in this comfortable position. And yeah, so I just, I knew that I had to put myself out there if I wanted to make a difference. And that's honestly one of the pieces of of advice I would give to like any, anybody that has an inkling to start something or wants to start a business is that you really have no idea how far that influence can expand and it's so hard. It is so hard in the beginning. Like I would be on the phone with my mom crying, like, I don't know how to do this. And I don't know (laughs) if this is ever going to work. And there's no manual right to entrepreneurship. And so, but I would say to her, you know, we're going to look back on this and we're going to like, be like, remember those phone calls? And now I do, we do, we reminisce and we're like, remember those phone calls when I would cry all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> I didn't know so what I was true. doing, but I just knew that this thing inside me was like, you have to do this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I also think like right place, right time. There wasn't really anything going on in Glencoe fitness wise. So to have 28 ladies sign up in the beginning, that was, that doesn't happen all the time. And no. so that was a confidence booster. And that actually, that teetered off like that declined after the first couple of rounds because I didn't know how to do like the marketing and advertising. Mm -hmm. And I just, I wasn't, it's hard to work in your business and on your business at the same time. Oh, for sure. For sure. So that's where that has been a huge learning curve. And 
yeah, not that it, not that I have it down pat now, but I'm like, oh yeah, you have to like keep in check and like advertise. Yeah. You can't, you can't just expect referrals. <laughs> no, no, we, it's, it's funny you bring this stuff up because, um, I was meeting with, uh, this entrepreneur group a few weeks ago and, mm-hmm. um, I was talking about like when we first started and like, you, you know, there's taxes, there's 13% tax <gasps> on, on goods and services or whatever. And I, I remember before owning a business, like I knew that money is for the government, but when you buy something, you're like, oh yeah, it's not a hundred dollars. It's $113. And you just think that yeah. it goes to the business. But then when you flip it over and you're the business, you're like, no man, like that just, that passes right through me and goes to the government. So you don't like, maybe yeah. you did, but I'm like, I, oh my gosh, what is this money that I got to give to the government? This is insane. Oh so. no, no, I didn't either. And when you start, <laughs> I, I'm so scared of the government. That's why I'm like self-isolating to the nth degree but (laughs) I was so so scared that I wasn't gonna do it right that I just kept aside all this money because I'm like they're gonna come if I don't do this right (laughs) yeah there's a lot of money that goes to the government but it's also my accountant said he's like if you owe the government money then that means you're making money so good job right right that's that's the way to look at it it's so true yeah yeah and Uh, um and then from a, from a marketing standpoint too, I remember, uh, you know, we opened it up and like, it was me, Will, Luke. So I'm like, oh, you know, there's some, there's some heavy hitters there, Luke and Will, especially and Brooke, you know, they're really known throughout the city. People are just going to come like flocking, like our doors are going to be, <laughs> people are going to be pounding on the doors. And then it's like day one, I'm like, where's like the lineup like they do when they buy iPhones, when the iPhones come out at Apple? No, there's no lineup. So it's true. You still, you still need to, to market and advertise. You can't just rely wholly on, uh, or solely, sorry, on, uh, on like, you know, the product that you, that you deliver. So. Oh yeah. And it's crazy to me too. If so in Glencoe, they're the, one of the public schools is called Echo Public School. And there's, um, like residential houses, like right across the street. And on the Facebook, like Glencoe, just ask page, somebody was like, what is that fitness group? That's like outside at echo. And I, we've literally been there for three years and yeah. somebody across the street had no idea. And so, I mean, you assume that people know about you or know yeah. what your business is and they don't. And no. so you can't, you really can't assume that. <laughs> It's you're true. all over it's unless true. you are actually advertising all over the place yeah and so. even then people still don't really know you <laughs> no no because they missed their messages or yeah. whatever yeah yeah no it's true so okay so you were like literally bringing equipment from gymnasium to gymnasium to outside in the summer to oh. parks to all these different places for how many years for four years for and four Isaac, years yeah i had this little white car is a g5 and yeah. we called we called it betty white like <laughs> to the point where when i would borrow my husband's vehicle or something somebody would in my class would be like where's betty white <laughs> <laughs> and there is a picture of that car on the wall of our studio currently because like that is where it all started oh that's so awesome i love that i would pack all of the equipment like basically play tetris trying to fit all of it in there and then yeah unload it and my clients were amazing they would help me load and unload the vehicle and bring it into the gymnasium and That's when so i got cool. pregnant they were they were champions because <laughs> that was 
<laughs> that was a treat. So, so do you, did you, um, I'm just curious, do you have anyone that started with you four years ago that's still with you today? Oh yeah. Like I'm so lucky. I have a, like a chunk of that's people amazing. that, yeah. And actually my employee, Brooke, she was one of my very first clients. Yeah. So just to give a little shout out, if they ever listen to this, there's like, there's Christy and Kelly, Brooke, uh, Melissa, Alicia, Monique. Yeah. There's, there's a group. Awesome. I'm sorry for anybody that I didn't. I was just going to say, oh, you went, you went down a, a dangerous rabbit hole there. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome though. And, and you know what you say, you're lucky, but it's a lot of just, it's you too. Like you're just, I, I said it at the beginning, you, you are the nicest person. Like people, people would be silly to not want to follow you and support you. So that makes, that makes my heart warm that, that people, all people realize that that's great. Thank you, Isaac. So what was it like when, um, when you're like, okay, it is time that I'm going to get like my own space. Like when you made that announcement to this group of ladies was, I just picture everyone going, I feel like you were Oprah, like, (laughs) and you're going to get a space and you're going to get a space. Everybody gets a space. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I picture anyways. So the transition and the announcement was, oh man. Okay. First of all, my amazing, amazing employee, Brooke, she is one of the reasons that Vaughn, my daughter is even like in existence because I, in existence, because I told my husband, like, I, we cannot start having children until I figure out something with my business because you don't work that hard. And then just, right. So she had expressed to me that she wanted to work for me and we figured all that out. And then I, um, got pregnant. And so it's just funny because we decided and figured out all of the studio stuff when I was off. And so poor Brooke just continuously had to answer all these questions that my clients had like, Oh, we see this, uh, construction going on at the optometrist building. Like what's going on there. And <laughs> cause everybody like, knows know. it's a small city oh, or town news yeah. travels like wildfire here. Yeah. So as much as you try and keep it, <laughs> you try and keep it secret. That does not happen. Yeah. Once I finally signed the lease, which I like have a picture with the key in my hand, it was, uh the greatest feeling. Um, I made an announcement to my clients and they, yeah, like they have, they're obviously very excited about the space, but just the overwhelming messages about like how happy they were for me was just, I mean, I've clearly cried over it. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It was, it was last, uh, last summer. So I was just going to say, how long have you been in the space now? Just under a year? Well, we opened up December 1st, but it was bare bones. So Oh, you opened up. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So it's a big building and half of the building is used by the optometrists, which are also the landlords and they've been amazing. And so my brother-in-law, Will, he kind of, actually, he did a lot of the construction. He organized the whole thing while I was off on my like little mat leave. And so it took like probably four four months, three or four months to do the construction. And then, yeah. And then we opened up December 1st, 2019. That's crazy. So it hasn't been that long. No. And then we closed our doors March 15th, <laughs> 2020. That is not a very good record. 
Why not? You know, it's oh like being a small business owner and an entrepreneur isn't difficult enough. I think we need to throw in a pandemic where all businesses are shut down. So, why not? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there shortly. Cause that, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a whole nother topic. Yes. Um, so when, uh, like when you now see your clients in your existing location and spot, like uh, is it attracting more people to your spot? Like is word traveling a little bit flas- faster around Glencoe and surrounding area? Um, you know, are you, are you, are you growing at the rate like you want it to be growing at? Yes. So I, we are, we are busier than I was or probably could have ever been with the way that I was working the business before just having a storefront sure. that people drive by and see is yeah. huge. So not only that, but because I'm in a space of my own, I'm not, anytime that I introduce a new class time, I'm not paying a whole new chunk of rent. So I can have 4 p.m. class times or 9 a.m. where I couldn't really do that before because of where I was renting space. And yeah, so for example, the 4 p.m. class has been a huge hit because I have all the teachers from the class or the school surrounding schools. And so that's been crazy helpful. And then that just, you know, they're like their own little group at, in the lunchroom. They're like, Hey, are you going to work out tonight? So then that is influenced. I know other people to, to join the studio and obviously awesome. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also do my best to try and get involved with the community. Like I'll, well, I haven't since we've been in the studio, but I've done like charity workouts before and yep. want to promote other local businesses because I think that it's so important that we stick together and we support each other. And, you know, working with different demographics like Quad County and um, I want to put out a couple different things this summer that, I mean, well, let's see how things go if, if we're, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're open back up. But yeah. Um, assuming that we will be just different community things though, whether it's like a con like contests or challenges or, yeah. you know, it just makes it so much like lighthearted and, and fun. And, you know, you're going to stick to things way, <laughs> way longer if it's fun. It's so. true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was I going to ask you? See, Erica, it wasn't going to be you that was going to screw up first. It was going to be me. <laughs> you- <laughs> You're not screwing up. Uh, <laughs> I should have a question for you. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. No. <laughs> um, so with, um, oh, that was it. This is a big one. So in, uh, just for like people who are listening in Glencoe or even in mm-hmm. London that would that would make the trek down, um, what type of facility do you have? Like what type of training are you doing? Is it, you know, is it CrossFit? Is it kickboxing? <laughs> is it... Taekwondo, like what, what, what is EK Vitality? So it's primarily group training and it's a membership based studio. We do a mix of, you know, strength work, conditioning. It's not CrossFit. Like there are some CrossFit style workouts, but we're not a CrossFit studio by any means. And we also have yoga that goes on here too. So yeah, we have three yoga instructors and wow. Uh, yeah I know who would have thought all in the little town of Glencoe look at that that's amazing great good for you yeah Uh, we also did a six-week low impact like beginners 
training where that's kind of just to see how that goes over because we being in a little town you want to try and service as many people as possible so it's um it's definitely like a mix of stuff with what like what i said the strength and conditioning we add in some games and like agility balance work stuff like that but we're trying to to service a couple well just several different demographics we're hopefully going to be introducing like a uh pre and postnatal nice yoga group training in there as well so yeah that's good it's good it's it's funny when you bring up like the whole like we're crossfit we're not crossfit sort of thing um yeah we we battled that for a long time right where it's like Mm -hmm. a lot of people just assume anything strength and conditioning is crossfit like if there's a barbell i'm doing crossfit it's like well no you're not it's just it's a good strength and conditioning program yes yes and you guys have a great one but we're not talking about us we're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've loved this, if you, but I was very nervous, like I told you before. No, it you're was, killing. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, you're just, you're so sweet. I don't know why you would ever be nervous well, on one of these things. You're doing great. Because um, my vocabulary, a lot of it includes the word um and swear words. And- <laughs> hey, don't, don't worry. Let them, let them fly. I'll mark this podcast as explicit. We'll go from there. Moms, beware. Nobody, that's right. um so yeah let's let's uh let's talk about the funness that is owning a business right now um i would actually just love to get sort of like your not necessarily opinion but like the moment where you decided that hey i think we're going to be proactive and shut the doors Mm -hmm. Because you and I were talking and you made the decision before a lot of gyms did, including ourselves. So I'm just wondering what, um, what that sort of looked like. What made you come to that conclusion? Was it easy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. There were a lot of tears that weekend. Yeah. So it was the weekend before March break and I was planning to have like a kids group training for the entire week of March break. That in itself is germ city. So (laughs) that's where my thought obviously like started, but I have one of my sweet, sweet members. She, I have a, she's a physician and she had emailed me and just said, you know, I would just be, um, I would just put out the message about the 14 day, like self-isolation after people come back from traveling. And but before that, I do what you guys do. And we like high five after every workout. Yeah. And yeah. so I put an announcement out about that. And I was like, yeah, like either if you still want to, like you can come to me. I'm not going to make anybody feel uncomfortable. And then it started to get to like, okay, maybe, nope, we shouldn't even be doing that. And yeah. then then that my message from my member. And after she sent that, I was like, I just, I started to to have a little bit of like, anxiety around the idea that if some of my members went away and they came back and they didn't stay away from the studio and I knew that they went away, like, what would that look like? Would I get into a discussion with them? Like, are you starting to ban people from the studio? So that was, that was stressing me out. And I, as, as important as I think that the work that we do here 
it is, we're also not having heart surgery Mm -hmm. or we're like, we're not doing heart surgery here. So it was, it was just a question for me of like, what is going to sit the best? And then I was worried about, okay, were people wanting to put their memberships on hold if they did go away and then they want to put it on hold for two weeks. And like, I can't allow that because then we're not making money and I can't pay my employees. And all these thoughts are running through your head. I know you guys, I'm sure went through the same thing. And ultimately it came down to if I care about my members health, the way that I say that I do, then it's not about working out anymore. Yeah. It's about being safe Mm -hmm. and coming out of this on the other side, just having stayed home and then, you know, supporting them however I can online. And so that's when I just, I said to my husband, if, if I don't close the doors, then I'm going to constantly be worried. But if I do close the doors, then I know that there's, it's not the wrong decision. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. where were you surprised by the, um, like the response from your community? Like what was your community's response when you put out that message or however you communicated it with them? it was very positive. They were extremely supportive. They just, they're like, we understand why as sad as we are that this is happening. We're glad that, you know, that our safety is at the forefront of your decision-making and yeah, they were, they were great. I think too, it's, it's also like how you frame things, right? It's not just like, okay, I'm closing the door. See ya when this opens back up. It was like, (laughs) I love you guys. I don't want this to happen either, but I'm going to support you as best I can. Yeah. And that was a challenge in itself. Like there were a couple days there and Isaac, I give you credit because I know you were like working like a madman to get stuff out to your members, but I needed a couple days to like swallow that and to be like, I can't believe that this is happening. And it was yeah, it was not easy. And then a couple weeks go by and you're like, I'm at home with my baby enjoying like the mat leave that I didn't really have. And my yeah. husband's at home, his, his company closed. And so it's the three of us. And now I get this time with them. So it puts things into perspective. Yeah. And it's like, how lucky am I? Cause I know I said this to you before, like our business can be done online. Like we just moved where we're going to be doing our business. And that is very, very lucky. For sure. For sure. So you think of like a dentist office, right? I brought this up in a few different podcasts I've done, but like, yo, if you're a dentist right now, that's, that's kind of rough. You can't really do anything. So we can't really complain as, as gym owners. Yeah. And we know that, you know, you worry like, um, are my clients going to want this? Are they going to be able to afford it? All of these things. But I put out this 14 day challenge and today's the last day. And I've had several messages of people saying how helpful it's been during this time. And when you create that community that, excuse me, is going to support everyone during a global pandemic (laughs) and they're continuing to like work hard and, you know, have something of like a stress relief, a little bit of normalcy, then yeah. It's, it's good. It's have really you, good. <clears throat> have you, um, have you experienced some people going on hold or any cancellations or is it not as bad as you thought it was going to be? Like maybe a few, but not that bad. So what I ended up doing was I put all of my memberships on hold. I just, I made the decision that that's what I was going to do because I wanted my members to 
if they chose during this time period, if they wanted to um, retain my services, then they, we would figure out a way. So Mm -hmm. I put the decision-making in their hands. Definitely had members that um, didn't, they chose not to do the 14 day challenge. I've had some people that have, that they didn't do it and have since messaged me like what's going to be the game plan moving forward which is nice too um i think it's it's scary right so people didn't know what financial position they were going to be in and some businesses took a little bit longer to come up to close down or yeah come up with a plan but say for my my husband for example he didn't close until um i think the friday after we did so then people are like well what is what's my game plan going to, or financial position going to be like after that? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that sometimes we, when things change, sometimes your gym or studio or whatever membership can be the first thing to go. And as much as we don't think it should be, that tends to sometimes be the case and having that time and giving that people that space, then they can sometimes realize like, Nope, I can do this financially, yeah. but also I need this yeah. to help with my, obviously like my mental state for sure during for this sure. time period. So do you, um, like, how are you supporting your Like, so the people that are doing the 14 day challenge, mm-hmm. um, like, how are you supporting them? What does that, what does that challenge look like? Yeah. So it was uh, daily workouts. There were a couple different tiers that you could do because I didn't, and you know, I mean, I never want to force people into things, but so the second tier, if they chose to do it was a little bit more nutrition accountability. They got to do either games or some breathing exercises and some restorative poses with that. They were assigned a coach and we would message them or they, they had to check in to have a little bit more of that accountability Yep. moving yes. forward because we didn't know how long we were going to be closed. Obviously wishful thinking we were hoping it was going to be monday but that is not the case so moving forward we're going to do some remote training where it's either posted videos or live workouts good that is going to be some work that i'm going to be taking on today where i'm going to be talking to some of my members oh a lot of my members and just having them kind of fill out a survey to see what is going to support them best yeah over the course of the however no whoever knows how long right yeah so yeah Will you reach and, back out to the the members that you placed on hold as well? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. yeah, and just to know, let them know I'm thinking about them. You know, yeah. we're all this. I I don't know about you, but I have felt a huge range of emotions in the last couple of weeks. For and sure. So, as much as uh, like I think that we are always trying to navigate our own emotions. What for me helps is that is supporting other people. Yeah. You know when when you kind of look outwards and you see that your own situation is not that bad, it's like, Oh yeah, (laughs) you're okay. And how can I, how can I do what I like really love to do to hopefully be of service to other people? Yeah. Yeah. It is really cool to be like, just this is a time where you know how strong your community is, yeah, which is so cool. Like that's what, you know, everything that's going on in the world, of course it's upsetting to me. But like what really made me choke up was when, you know, our members at the end of the day, like they just want to support us. Like I'm calling them, asking them if they're okay. They're like, we're fine. Are you okay? Like, is the business okay? 
um, oh. or we have a lot of our customers who are uh, like accountants or in banking um, have sent us like all the information about you know whatever government loans that you can take out a small business or wage subsidies that you can take out as a small business owner and uh, it's just like oh, I love how much people care about us and that's just because they know how much we care about them, right? So yeah. this has been, uh, you know, I, I, I've touched base with, or I've seen some some gyms that are really struggling right now. Okay. And I think it's because there wasn't that really strong community um, that held like the, the gym together. Yeah. So two things, Isaac. First, like I had, I have to like, my, a couple of my members were like, you know what, I'm getting paid during this time. So please keep my membership going and yeah. like obviously cried a few tears over that one. So yeah. happy tears, like just so kind. And one in particular was like, I am emotionally and financially invested in your business and keeping yeah. it open. And yeah, it's so heartwarming, but that is one of the many things that you guys are so good at, like your programming and your space is second to none. I just obviously loved Oh, by the way, for the people that don't know, I actually went to move in strength <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I had one and would make the trek into London to be a part of this amazing community. But you would reach out and ask me how I was doing when I was pregnant. And even when I put my membership on hold, you continued to ask and you supported me from like a business standpoint. And yeah, so the fact that your members are supporting you in that way doesn't surprise me in <laughs> the slightest. Yeah, you guys, yeah. yeah, it's pretty impressive. Well, it's, it's funny how like you might think it's impressive, but realistically, you know, it's just the right thing to do. And it's what you're doing yes. for all of your members as well. Right. Um, and I think it's what differentiates just a lot of us like smaller studios. Like we're not mm -hmm. these massive, you know, these Movadis or these, these, uh, these good lives. And the reason uh -huh. for that is like what that allows us to do, the fitness is going to be very similar from all these uh -huh. different things. But the difference yeah. is like the accountability that you get, the the relationships, the community, like that's stuff that you can't, like you, you won't get at other facilities. Right. Yeah. And that's actually um, when I had a little meeting with Brooke the other day, because we're trying to figure out how we're going to support moving forward. That's what I said. Like the amount of emails that I've gotten about free workouts right now during this pandemic is a lot. And yeah. as much as a free workout is, is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> I love free things, but that's not what people need necessarily. It's that sense of community and that accountability to sure. continue the routine mm -hmm. and, and to continue all of the things that they've worked so hard to achieve up until this point that, you know, you, you can still achieve your goals from your house as, as much as it's fun to be in the studio and that's where we want to be. This is going to be like the next best thing. Right. And 100%. as long as you're, yeah, still supporting those members, then that's uh people just want to feel they want to feel um they want to be heard and they want to know that who they are and how they feel matters yeah and <clears throat> then then they'll get a good workout in too <laughs> like that's for sure for sure yeah and i think what's so cool about this time is this is going to change how people view health and fitness and yeah. gyms in general right mm -hmm. um don't get me wrong. Like if we do our jobs well, we're going to come out on top 
and like mm-hmm. we'll do very well in the future, right? From a just a support standpoint of our members. Um, but I had the same mentality as you, which is like, yeah, okay, I understand the world is you going through whatever the world is going through. But if you have a goal, don't just place your goal on hold. Like let's let's continue, let's continue on this. Let's get you to where you want to be, right? Yes. Um, and I remember so the it was the Sunday, I forget the day. Was it the, Is it the 16th or yeah, 15th Something or 16th like or whatever Just day yeah. burned into my memory. <laughs> yeah. I called every single one of our members and mm-hmm. I, my, uh, the stance at the time was, you know, yeah, we're going to continue to remain open until like the government tells us we need to close. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do everything we can do to keep you guys safe. All this good stuff. And then I remember I called you. And you're like, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you, are you going to be calling your members? Like, what's your plan? And then you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to be closing. I'm like, oh man, okay. This is like, it applies some pressure, right? And mm-hmm. it doesn't apply pressure because like, I, I don't want to close my business. It's more of what, and I'm sure you heard this too. Our members were so like every single call I made, they're like, thank you for not closing. Like, we really want you to stay mm-hmm. open. And like, mm-hmm. we trust you guys so much. Like, I'm, I'm here because I know you guys are going to take care of us. I'm like, oh my, like, there's so much <laughs> trust in me right now. I can't handle this. So I call every single one of my members. I did miss a few that we had to touch base with the next day. And then like at nine o'clock at night, me, Luke and Will are talking. And we're like, we have to close our doors tomorrow. Like, yeah. yeah. So like, not to say I, I didn't waste time. That was like to show like, I just, I really cared. Right. I wanted to touch base with people, but like the decision very soonly uh, switched where it's like, this is just, it's the right thing to do. And because people put so much trust into me, I didn't want to chance anything going on with any of our members. A lot of them have, you know, older parents or sick parents Mm -hmm. or young kids. I'm like, I do not want that on my conscience. And the other thing was like, do you know what? I still think we can fully support people actually at like a higher level from home. So like, let's just, yeah. let's do this. Right. So I'm, I'm happy we made the decision. It definitely wasn't, it wasn't an easy one, but no. it was a cool experience too, though. So the next day on Monday, we made all our announcements and then mm-hmm. we once again called every single member again. Yeah. Um, this time it was broken up. It wasn't just me. It was like Kenzie, Anna and Luke. Yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, and we, probably were there till we weren't making calls till 12 a.m but luke and i were there till 12 working on whatever like just different orientations that we were going to transition everybody through but it was relaxed like there was times we were drinking like a glass or two of wine like it was just super relaxed and fun and it was something that we'll probably remember for the rest of our lives like where were you when covid happened oh my gosh what we were doing right yes yeah it's, it was cool. I felt this is the one time in my business, not the one time, the most time in my business that I felt like an entrepreneur though, by like making right? these quick shifts, these shifts and like making your business work no matter what. Oh man. When your back is against the wall, you just figure it out. It re- makes you realize how creative you are and can be. And yeah. what you said about people trusting you, like I took a couple of days after I made that announcement and decided, you know what, I need to do something and created this 14 day challenge out of thin air. And then we had 60 plus people participated in yeah. it and how like that is a good feeling. Yeah. And, and just to see, you know, then we've like posted our little games on our private Facebook group and how supportive people are of each other and 
how it's brought a lot of laughter and yeah. it's like, okay, you know what? The world is going through a lot right now, but we can try and figure out and be positive in our own way, For however sure. we need to be. But yeah, that's, I'm so glad that you had that experience and you had the support around you too. Like one of, as soon as I made that decision and I called my employees first and one of the first questions from one of my employees was like, how are you doing? Like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, Man, thank you. That's no, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty incredible. The community that can be built through health and fitness, because it's the one area of your life that if you focus on it, it changes every other area. Mm-hmm. It will change your communication, not only with yourself, with your own self-talk, but your communication with you and your partner, with your kids, because you have more patience and you have more confidence because you're walking through this world, just a healthier person, mentally, physically, emotionally. And obviously I'm very passionate about this topic. And so, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool thing to be a part of. It it is. And even like with, you know, I think of the relationship that people have with their trainers you know, your oh. trainer is usually one of the first people to know about some major events in your life that other people don't like, yes. they might be the first person you tell that you're pregnant because they don't want to do anything incorrectly at the gym. I'm sure you hear it all the time. We hear it yeah. all the time. Um, and like, just that, that someone trusts you enough to tell them, you know, potentially like their biggest secret of their life is uh, really cool. And that happens, you know, daily or weekly or whatever. So. Absolutely. And for me, on the other standpoint, like, so yes, I've been privy to that type of information and some really, you know, serious, serious topics, but you, you do this work because you care and Mm -hmm. you want to support people. And then when you're going through a life event, like having a baby (laughs) or getting married or opening a studio, then my clients and members have just they've come together and they held a baby shower for me. Like oh, that's how adorable. I know I'm very lucky. That's really so then cute. it's like, wow, those, all of those little things, like those late night phone calls or early morning messages, or just going out of your way to try and do the right thing and to support them in, in any way you can comes back tenfold. Yeah. So it does. It does. And I mean, it's yeah. definitely not about all about like the result of, you know, what yeah. they, what they achieve at the gym. But like, yeah. that is the cherry on top when you get, oh. you know, I can think of like a, just a few right now in my head where like you, you got, I get a text message or like a private Facebook message from a, from a member being like, Hey, um, I just want to let you know, like I, I lost 20 pounds. This is the first time I've been down 20 pounds in 30 years. And I'm like, yeah, that's really cool to just be a part of that journey. At the end of the day, I didn't really do anything. I gave her like the outlet of her to do it on her own. Um, but it's just so crazy that like we can have that much of an impact on somebody's life. Yeah. Well, and the thing too, Isaac, like I know because I was your member that not only do you guys give the correct tools, but you just empower your members in a way that makes them feel confident that they can use those tools properly and then use them on their own moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't movement strength plug. Once again, this is, this is EK vitality's time (laughs) to shine. Well, that's what I always hope to do as well. (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) I'm sure you do. Yeah. 
we had, cause we had a few members that used to work with you that came here and I know they're going back to you. Like, um, um, oh no, her name is escaping me. She's a younger Morgan. girl. Morgan. No, no, not Morgan. There's a different oh, one. Um, yep. I know exactly what she, her uh, face is in my mind. I know me she, too. And it's going to bug me. This is bad. This is bad. She lives in Melbourne. Yes, she does. Oh and she God. plays hockey. Marissa. Marissa. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Um, and I remember like when we met with them, they would even have like their EK Vitality shirt on <laughs> and they'd be like, yes, Erica said that you guys are really good. So I'm checking this out. Like, yeah. it's not like they just came randomly. They came cause you told them we were awesome. Right. So it's, and yeah. they would say nothing but the best things about you and the experience that they had. So, um, thank you. You are doing a very, very good thing, which is great. Well, you get super creative when you got to lug dumbbells around. <laughs> different locations so awesome that's such a good story i love that you have a picture of betty white in your gym oh yeah right now. oh yeah we have a little wall with all the pictures that are like the evolution of ek vitality that's cool that's yeah cool. i love it i love it i love it so how are you feeling we're like an hour in to your first podcast experience oh my has it been an hour already i know see she flies by you having a good time yeah time flies when you're having fun right yeah, I was, this has I was, been fantastic. Good. I was saying to Erica that like after this, she's gonna get, you know, messages from Joe Rogan <laughs> and Tim Ferriss. Everyone just Erica, we need you on the show. You're so well spoken. Ooh. That yes. would be pretty cool though. That would be pretty cool. That would that would be nerve-wracking for sure. Yes. Like millions of people listening to your your voice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, maybe millions of people listen to this, right? I think that they do. <laughs> oh, I yeah. listen to your podcast. <laughs> Stop it. You are Stop very well spoken. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that is, uh, that's all I have for you. Is there anything else that you have on your mind? Anything you got going on that you want to share with people? Don't feel like you need to. No, I, I mean, I say no. And then I was going to continue on. Yes. <laughs> just that we're going to try and support our members as best we can in the coming weeks. We're going to do some remote training. I, unfortunately the doors are not open yet at EK Vitality, but they will be one day in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I love it. I yeah, love it. I love no. it. One day soon. Yeah. I hope that, um, maybe we can collaborate on something for fun. sure. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think that sometimes, when you are in the fitness industry, different gyms or trainers or whatever, like we try and <laughs> you can try and keep your, your members to yourself and everything, yeah. you know, like be very private about it. But at the end of the day, we're all just, we all have the same goal. And I think that supporting each other is the best way to go about it. So I appreciate sure. being on this podcast and no. very supportive. Good, good. I mm -hmm. love, I love that you hopped on. I really appreciate it as well. Thank you so much. Anytime. For everybody else, thank you guys for listening. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, feel free to share it with your friends, family, ma, dad, grandma, grandpa, whomever you'd like. <laughs> Rate it five stars. I'm getting better at this. Erica, I like you suck are. at ending podcasts. I'm horrible, but uh, we are going to end it here. So have the best day ever, guys, and thanks for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>